You're not going to be able to do it now, though. We'll see. Maybe. You're thinking about it too much. Well, I, I wasn't. I was just <laughs> sipping my water, which is now empty because we spent too much time <laughs> talking about Yogi Bear's hot-ass girlfriend, Cindy Bear. Hoopy do. Okay. Uh, bearskin rug. <laughs> I had to munch that bearskin rug. Is probably something that was said in the Hanna Barbera offices shortly before <laughs> Hanna or Barbera died because they were probably filthy. Men. Oh, no. I'll yabba dabba do that dinosaur and I'll do that one with a bone in its head too. I don't know if it was Wilma or Betty. It was Betty, right? Yeah, it was. It's, it's always Betty. Yeah. I'll, I'll, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think of other <laughs> puns that the Hanna Barbarians no. might have said. <laughs> Um, and their sexual transgressions against the drawings of the spouses of the main characters of the Flintstones. But I'm not coming up with any, so we'll start this episode. Hey everyone ever, and welcome to 20th Century Popcast, the show where we try to the show where we try to understand the present while living in the past. I felt like I didn't enunciate that. That's why I just said it twice, probably fine. My name is Tim Blevins. <laughs> and I'm Bob Canning. And I think, uh, Tim, there's nothing wrong with, with doing it twice. Which we did, which we just did, so yeah. to do it again. Uh, yeah, but the, uh, the, yeah, that's thank you. I appreciate that. Sure. Uh, Bob, I appreciate you listeners. I think I'm just, I have trouble with certain sounds. I appreciate, I'm, I'm, right now I'm noticing that that's not as a word coming out uh, maybe clearly and that I just my pop filter is agreeing it's like nodding its head like yes oh my goodness I'm trying to create a they would the pop filter would know I, well it's right there it's yeah. it's always been there it's been in every episode so it's it's learned yeah I'm sure that there's things that uh, everyone has a struggle with different words and phrases <laughs> Like just then, I, that <laughs> phrases didn't come out quite the way I wanted it to. I think if people are looking for examples, this is a good show to uh, tune into. <laughs> but if you're not looking to uh, correct uh, pronunciation and make fun of people's speech uh, impediments, perhaps you came to the show for different reasons. And today, good enough reason to come to. Um, today, we're going to be talking. We've been doing this more and more. I feel like uh, the show's been around for a year. I think when we started, I had a very, like, cartoons of the 80s focus, but we talked about a lot of movies, talked a lot of cartoons. Something that I feel like we did not talk a lot about, at least at the earlier stage of the show last year, was uh, was something that I think is very important to both of us, and really something where I think you shine. I think of everything we talk about, the topics that I most enjoy kind of hearing from you about it and really taking your lead because I feel like you might know more or do know how to talk about this more than I do. And music is what I'm trying to say. Ooh, Ooh. that's a lot of pressure. Um, the topic or, or, or the, that, that horrible introduction that led up to, to you now speaking. Oh no, yeah. To, to say that this is something that you take my lead from and that I know a lot about. I certainly do enjoy, uh, music and bands and uh there was a time i think where especially when you and i were living together where it was uh, a driving force in my life i think i've unfortunately had to be pulled away from it uh more than i wanted to because of uh, uh parenthood but um yeah there was a time that music was just the only thing i wanted to do and uh yeah today we're going to talk about uh at uh at your um suggestion our top five favorite albums from the 90s and i think today's episode is my five yes favorite. exactly i was gonna say this might be our first two-parter like a two-parter episode yeah. i we've it's done exciting i think so because again like you everything dynamic dynamically exciting but also excitingly dynamic um if if, if we if we remove or, or or slice out the 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 more depressing part about you no longer listening to music because of of, uh, of the horrible burden of sure. having a family um the 90s the 1990s and and our friendship in the 90s Ugh. yes circled a lot are you okay is your stomach churning i don't know what that no i'm was. just i our friendship in the 90s that was, was stomach churning i get it it was nauseating sure it was a rough time. No, that I was get a, it. that was the exciting. Oh, that was a good time. Kind of. It was like a good. No, I wasn't going to say a good dump because it wasn't quite like that. Oh, but it was a good time. There were some. There probably were some. But yes, music. So um, 
Bob and I, as listeners know, we met in the 90s, and we've and there are episodes, and we'll put them in the show notes, past episodes where we talk about music, kind of a, a lot of it, which is, you know, the music that I think got us into, uh, that we, we heard from each other when we got into college. I think we did an episode on our favorite music from, favorite albums from high school. And I think when we do that, I like it, but, you know, the, the lists always have to be kept pretty lean because we're both giving our selections. So I thought, let's each, each of us kind of get a full episode to kind of talk about it. Plus, what I'm excited about is normally when we do the show, there's a little bit of research, a little bit of prep work. I'm going into this kind of blind because I don't know the five albums that you picked. I could venture a guess of what some of them might sure. be, but I, I'm so I'm, I'm thrilled to kind of go down this lane, walk down this, this memory uh, path of, uh, of, of music from, uh, from the 90s. So in terms of putting the list together, how, how easy was that for you? How easy was it to brainstorm your five favorite albums? And in addition to that, what are some of the uh, guidelines or, or restrictions to putting a list like that together? Well, it was, it was terribly difficult. It was nigh impossible. Um, well, I guess not because I have one here. I was going to say we we're just a few minutes in. I hope it was it was it was nigh probable. But it, it changed this morning. Like I I changed it this morning. I have uh, yes, there are lots of of albums from the '90s that came up. Uh, bands. The thing for me is, and I've talked about this before in, in other episodes. Um, I kind of came to music in the mid '90s in college. I had. You know, I'd listen to some things, but it was it was guided by the radio. It was guided by my family. But when I hit college, it was uh, different radio stations, new radio stations, new friends, um, and just this wide open place to explore and discover. And that for me just uh, changed my whole perspective of music and what I liked. And I discovered what I liked uh, during that time. And so. Um, yeah, that's why it was so hard for me to kind of narrow it down because so many albums um, affected me. Like first albums in college, um, first like girl group rock that I really got to listen to entire albums, not just singles. Uh, first independent stuff that <clears throat> isn't played on the radio that somebody just had. Uh, so like everything kind of started to to make itself known to me at that time. And it helped me understand who I was and what I liked. And so, yes, hard to narrow down, very hard to narrow down. But I, th- I think in that is a good distinction. I, I mean, we're finding music on the radio. It sounds like you're, you're being exposed to things. But something that I think now when I go to make this list myself that will help me kind of put it together is we are talking full albums here. Like your favorite band in the 90s might have been the band you brought with, the, with you. And your favorite song might be something that you copied from someone else and you just love that song. We're talking about full-length albums here, correct? Yeah. Like I'm, I'm, uh, my cool. list isn't just um, – Here's an album from the band I liked most. This is the album that that struck me. Every song on this has a memory for me. It's it's yeah, definitely full albums, definitely part of the credentials. Also, um, we're talking about the '90s. That's you know that's ten years of time. And if you think about it, our college years were right in the middle of that. And so, I was trying to see if there was anything from early '90s that that should make this list. Because it's hard to, you know, I'll admit, as we get to it, a lot of the, the list is mid to late 90s albums. Um, and that's just because I think at that point, I felt more comfortable with my musical choices, and I knew what I liked, and then I really got into things more. Whereas early on, there might be, and I didn't get a lot of albums in the early 90s. And so, yeah, it just didn't have that effect. So that was part of the criteria. And, and on the other side of that, I had an album on this list that was released in mid-1999, and it was, it's probably, if I were to do a list now, it's it, you know, of all-time albums, it's definitely going to be in my top five, but I didn't think I could keep it in my top five albums of the 90s, because I really only listened to it for those six months, and even though it was a huge, had a huge effect on me, um, it didn't feel right to have it on the list. Uh, for top nine, yeah, you know, if I were to if I were to make a t- uh, top ten, I'd probably find a way to stick it in there. 
All right. No, but again, good to have some guidelines when making something like this, a, 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 in the end, pointless but fun to talk about <laughs> pop culture list. True. But, and I think you may have just said this, uh, again, This isn't. these aren't albums maybe you found in the 21st century. These aren't bands that, because there are definitely like albums I love from the 80s I didn't hear until the 90s. Sure. Or till the 2000s. So I wouldn't put those on the list of songs from the 80s. So these are albums that within the 90s, when they came out, or maybe a couple years after they came out, they meant something to you. So what, we should jump into it. Because I Let's think we spent a lot of time laying out what people probably know from the title of the episode. So <laughs> are they numbered? Is it an ascending or descending order? Or is it just a list of random albums? You know, I did put them in order. Um, and I flip-flopped the order. Um, but I do. I've got, I could, I could count them down if we want to do it that way. Well, let's do that. Let's start with it. It'll make the show notes easier for me. Let's start with uh, your fifth favorite album of uh, the 90s. My fifth favorite album, and I did not do this intentionally, but my fifth favorite album comes from Ben Folds 5, oh. and it's Whatever and Ever, Amen. What was that? Was that a groan? Was that a, oh, uh, you, don't, you don't like the Ben Folds or the Five? Well, so I, I kind of do. I mean, what, when did you first hear them? When did you first hear of them? Was it this album? It was this album coupled with their first album. So this is their second album, Whatever, Never, Amen. And I basically, I heard about it. It came out in March of 1997, and I heard about it the summer of 1997. So after we graduated, that's the year we graduated college. Wait, th- that album's that old? I mean, that came that late in the 90s, 1997? Yeah, 97. Oh, so it feels earlier. I feel like we had that through college, but I guess it was towards the end of college. No, that was yeah, it was, it was after college. Um, I had moved out here... Uh, directly after college, out here being Los Angeles. And uh, my roommate at the time, one of my three other roommates, uh, was Brent, who's been on the show. And he was working with somebody who introduced him to the band, and then he brought it home and introduced the the band to me. And I absolutely fell in love with the band and the, the style and the music. And then this album ended up playing the entire time we were living there together. And then after I moved, it came with me, and it was one of the ones I... I played nonstop through through the end of the '90s. So when you heard it the first time, you heard it was did, was it reminiscent? Because so this, the what what is the music real quick? And because I want to know if it's reminiscent of other stuff you're listening to. How would you describe Ben Folds Five if you're going to try to get someone to listen to them? Ben Folds Five is is a is a three piece punk piano band. They would often refer to it that way. Kind of punk rock, alternative rock music but with just piano, bass, and drums. Was there a little bit of Harry Connick Jr. to it, maybe? I know some a musician you've mentioned in the past. Absolutely, absolutely. And there are definitely jazz aspects to it, like the, the Ben Fold's great piano player, a virtuoso. Um, so his, his rock songs would have hints of classical music. It would have hints of jazz. <clears throat> um, and yeah, I absolutely... And Harry Connick... I thought about getting him on the list too. Um, his album. Let's stick with the album that we haven't discussed yet, the, <laughs> the Ben Folds Five album. I feel like we've had a lot of Harry on the show. Yes, but his album was big, big to me in high school. And so to have like um, a band that was reminiscent of that, but now also sounds like the the music that I was really getting into, you know, just pop rock, indie indie rock music. Um, was was pretty awesome it was it was one of those albums and bands that i just quickly absolutely just fell in love with so was the sound not the lyrics that kind of got you into it um it was the sound initially and then i I enjoy the songs as well the the lyrics uh to the songs he can come off as and at the time i didn't mind it so much and there are some songs that i'm i'm not a as much a fan of where he comes off kind of smarmy um but there are other ones where it's just he's telling this great story um, and it's just beautiful, cool music. No, I like that album. It's it's a bratty album. It's very much sure. a full of itself, winky kind of. What was, you just described it? Smarmy, perfectly smarmy. Oh yeah. no, maybe not. <laughs> I think of pirates, but that's swarthy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. There's a couple of songs. <clears throat> you're you're probably. I mean, the, the most immediate smarmy kind of songs is like the opener, "One Angry Dwarf," into two hundred solemn faces where he's basically just giving a fuck you to all the kids he grew up with, and now he's like this big rock and roll star, or big star. It's not necessarily about him, but that character in the song. And then 
Was he nerdy? Is this a nerdy band yeah, making good on themselves? I kind of feel that way. Yeah, definitely like a nerdy Weezer band. Weezer or something. Um, other, you know, off, off, off of here, you got Song for the Dumped. So he's like, and that's, a, that's one of those songs that I really liked at the time. And now I kind of, I'm not a big fan of it. Um, I'd still well, like the, the sound well, of what? it. Oh, because it's just basically a fuck you to a, a woman for dumping him. And it's just not, mm-hmm. it's not appropriate. At the time, I didn't think of it that way, but <clears throat> now is it it's not like, appropriate, or is it not relevant to you now? Because you're married in a relationship. No, it's not even appropriate. Like I wouldn't want anybody to treat my daughters this way. So yeah, no, it, but the, your, the your daughters are going to have that feeling, right? Aren't your daughters going to want to f- say "fuck you" to someone who dumps them at some point? Sure, and if they write that song, I'd, I'd very much enjoy that. But yeah, no, the song just rubs me the wrong way these days. Okay, no, which is fine, which is interesting. I thinking of this album, my experience with it, yeah, it was very much bratty, sort of snotty. But is it masochistic? Is that the problem? Is it the song for the dumped aimed at a female? Is that the issue, or is it just aimed at anyone who wronged you? No, no, no. It's it's that. It's that it's aimed at a female. Um, you know, and it calls her a bitch in the song. You know, it's all that kind of stuff. It's and again, at the time, I chuckled to it, and now I hear it, and it's like it's not as funny. Um, do you skip that track? Uh, I generally do, yeah. I generally do. And it's funny, too, because if you think about it, if you were to look at this, there's, there's those kind of smarmy songs. But then the majority of the songs on here, like you, you, you think of the band immediately as a, as a bratty group. But the majority of the songs on here are love songs and just very sincere uh, retellings of, of true-to-life stories. I mean, I think everybody knows the song Brick. And that's not bratty at all. That's that's heartbreaking. What what is the main reason that this place is on your list of five, and why is it number five? The main reason it's on the list is because it was this new. I I like, and a lot of these are this way. It's a it was a new sound, a new band, and I was kind of in on the ground floor. Oh, and I liked that about it. Um, I, I definitely love it because of its uh, piano based rock music. Um, and it's it's on the list. It's number five, <clears throat> I think, because the the the, the albums that follow um, meant more to me. They just uh, I, I I listened to them more, um, and I have stronger memories with them. Um, not that I don't have strong memories with this one. Uh, it's just that I had to. And some of them, this one and number four, flip flop a couple times. I was trying to figure out which one which one should have been higher so yeah no that's a great choice what um and i and i do like this album I, i've gone through phases of not liking it but um okay. i'm back around to liking it again and i really like their first one that's probably the awesome. one i listen to the more now yeah the first was great and I, and i like i think that's what drew me to this too there's actually a, a couple of these albums on the list um they make me think of growing up they they remind me of my hometown and late nights and that you know just conversations with you that they just make me think of that not not because they i listen to them at the same time Mm -hmm. but just because they they actually sing about those types of things you know and so um yeah these are that's why these are falling on the list i think because because they they make that connection some of them well unless it's something by john cougar mellencamp what's number four (laughs) number four is the album contiki by the band Cotton Mather. This is... Do you remember this one? Did I play this one for you a lot? Vaguely. The name sounds vaguely familiar, but this is totally in your hands because this... I don't know it by name. It does have the ring of... if I, When we were living together, if I was looking through the spines of your CD collection, I'd be like, the fuck, the fuck, the fuck. Oh, here's Green Day. <laughs> so this is probably one of the bands that I thought, well, he's really into... This is probably an example of this is why music's your thing, because I don't know who they are. Who is Cotton Mather and why this album? Cotton Mather is a band from Texas. I believe they're from Austin. Um, formed in the early 90s. Not really this known for actually, its music, but okay. Not known for their music, I guess. Um, Austin. But uh, they were... Oh, Austin, not known for their music. I thought you were saying the band wasn't known for their music. Well, they're known more for their uh, recipes, but sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, for their lush blankets. This is their second album. And this is the one that I, I picked up because it was recommended by a particular person. I was reading a review or an article, 
And uh, Noel Gallagher of the band Oasis was asked, you know, what music he was getting into. And he said that Cotton Mather's uh, album, Contiki, is the greatest thing he's ever heard. And it should have been their third album. And I, I read that and I was like, well, fuck. I mean, Oasis is one of my favorite bands ever at that time. I've got to go get this album. So I went out, got the album. This is another one. Unheard, put it in, absolutely fell in love with it. Love this album. Do you think there's a bit of liking this because it's like an insight into... Because you love Oasis. They're, they're what I would say is your favorite band. Maybe I'm wrong on that, but you've spoken of them before. Do you think hearing the band you love and admire say, here's something I like, makes it so you have to like that too? It's another form of identity, almost like it is that third Oasis album. Did you feel like you were getting some insight and that's why you maybe liked it? No. Um, it's why it's definitely why I went out and bought it, uh-huh. for sure. But can you trust your reaction to it? Because are you? Yeah, not no, I can like definitely it? trust. I can trust my reaction to it. Um, if it wasn't, if I didn't like it, I wouldn't have liked it. I'm not liking this simply because No Gallagher likes it. Um, I absolutely love this album. And we didn't do this with the Ben Folds song, but if you had to convince someone to listen to this album by suggesting just one track. Like one song, which what song would it be, and and why? I always the, my my star track on this one is is a song thirteen called "She's Only Cool," and uh, it's it's one of those songs where I don't know all the lyrics, I can't catch them all, and the lyrics aren't in the liner notes, and I've never bothered to look them up, but it's just got this presence, it's got this beat and and rock to it. And you can clearly hear the she's only cool part. And when they sing cool and they, they hold the, the note and there's the harmony, it's just this gorgeous fucking song where it's just this is this is like the this is the type of woman I want to know that they're singing about. Um, so definitely, yeah, that's the song I would always put on there. Is it indicative of the rest of the album? Does it sound like the rest of the album? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, it's maybe the most uh, dense song. It's got the most sound to it. There's a lot of just overlay on that song where the others are a little more spread out. There's more breathing room in the songs. Um, so that might be the only thing that's a little different about this one song, but but everything else is, is pretty similar, yeah. There was actually one w- girl, an ex-girlfriend. She was an ex-girlfriend at the time that I was still interested in, and I made her a mixtape, and I put that song on there. And as I want to do... Uh, <laughs> couple weeks later, I'm talking to her, and I'm like, hey, let's go track by track, and you tell me which songs you like. Um, she, she did that for about eight songs, and one of those eight was this one, and she said she didn't care for it, and I never spoke to her again. Oh, so you were shallow because of the song. <laughs> yeah. It's not that I never spoke to her again, but I didn't. I Honestly, I sort of stopped trying to pursue us getting back together. But I want to talk about that. Not not the pursuit, but but what you did on the phone. Cause I I like that, and we're kind of doing it now, but with albums. What is that sensation, or what is that appeal of? You made a mixtape for someone, but you want to gauge what they think. Are you gauging what they think of the songs? Are you gauging of what they think of the arrangement of songs? Gauging what they think of your opinion of music? Like how much of you is is tethered in with asking them? What did you think of that? Oh. So much. It's like all three of those things. I think I'm definitely trying to gauge their reaction to the song. Mm-hmm. But because it means something I'll to you, or just because it means something, or because I, it's I feel like it's a it's a great song. It, it might just be a nice rock and number or a nice sweet ballad. Uh, it <laughs> might have no. It, <laughs> it, it it might really have no true meaning for me, but it's just like, isn't this an awesome song? Can't you? dance to this can't you, oh how you know it's like i remember i did this once with somebody i was playing a song and i was like oh wait for this wait for this and the chorus dropped out and the horns kicked in and i was like huh right which <laughs> how did they isn't respond? really something somebody can respond to because you can't you can't they ex- are horns you can't ex- you, or they're not horns the, the thing is it's like when i experienced that moment in that song i was solely listening to that song or perhaps i was on the t listening to that song and the moment hit me and struck me and i want to share that feeling that i got and i'm an idiot by pressing it and and like 
didn't you share the feeling I had? Wait, why, like, are you, why are you an idiot? Because you, you can't expect somebody to have the same reaction when you're hovering over them, staring at them, watching them, listening to something. Um, that's just so why do you want that? Be, why, why are you? Because you're imposing yourself or ruining that moment for yeah. them or not even allowing them to have it. Right. I'm not I mean, allowing them to have it. I guess after the fact is different. I'm not allowing them yeah. to have it. Which is, so what's that? What's that? It's just thing. being What's that ownership it's, or it's it's just not it's wanting to experience it with them. I think a lot of times with music, especially for me, I'm experience, experiencing the the sounds and the lyrics and the the couplets and the the drum beats by myself, and they affect me and I like them and they move me and I want to share them. And I'd love to share them with someone and have that same experience, that same feeling. And there are times where that happens. But most of the time when it happens, it's because somebody else has already heard it on their own and you connect together on it uh, after the fact. Now you both know it. You've both had an experience with it and then you can connect with it. And I would rush that. I wanted that to happen almost immediately when I would share a tape or be hanging out with somebody and put an album on. Um and I've learned that that's just not going to happen. I didn't. I was just too naive at the time. I thought I could. I could share that experience, and I know now you can't do that. But look how important it's. It's. It is a weird. Not weird. It's totally understandable. It's the nature of this show. But there is a definite. Like you didn't write the songs. You didn't record the songs. You're not in the band. You're not Barry Manilow. You, you, you didn't write them. We just said that. But 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 what? I guess what I'm trying to get. Are you trying to? get them to feel how you felt? Are you trying to gauge if they feel how you felt? Or you, do you, and I don't think there's, that there's anything wrong with this, do you just want them to see how you felt about the song? I think, I think it depends on the song. I think uh-huh. there are times where... Let's use the example you got with your, with your ex. With uh, She's Only Cool. I think there, I wanted her... To be in love with this song as much as I was in love with this song, I kind of also, I kind of also think, and this is very specific to this song and her, I kind of wanted her to to know that I put that on the tape, as sort of a message to her, that this song, the way they're singing about this girl, woman being cool and she's only cool. And all the other words that I don't quite make out, but and also the music and the way it builds up and how it makes it's a, it's a happy sounding song. Um, there was that message, yeah, sure. I had a message for her. like this. This song is kind of how I feel about you, and she, you know she didn't read into that at all, or maybe she did, and that's why she was like, "Don't like that song." But it's very personalized in that scenario. Like that's that's yeah. That's, this is very a- very specific. There's an end game and an in- an intention of an outcome with that example. Yeah. And yeah. why and do I you think, think that? I think I have an intention. I think I have an intention with with every mixtape I've made for someone else. Mm-hmm. Hell, I have intentions for mixtape I make for myself, which you can read about in my mixtape blog. That's true. <laughs> entitled Super Ultra Mega Mix. And I hope that's getting recorded because I've got a lost connection sign. I had that here too. I think it kept recording. <laughs> Otherwise, they won't know where to look <laughs> for that. So, do you? I don't know. I, and we'll get to. We should get to song three in a minute. But there's two more things I wanted to check with the because I'm still I'm fascinated by the, and it's with all pop culture. But we're talking about the songs. I think there's something, and this isn't bad. The word I'm using is bad, so I apologize. Or a bad example. I think there's something very selfish or self-involved or self-absorbed in what we do when we, I, I used the pronoun we, so I didn't sound like a jerk, um, push our <laughs> pop culture on someone. I think you and I do it for different reasons. And maybe to get at that, to flip it for a minute, how do you, how do you react or do you like it when someone gives you a mixtape? And that tells you, you got to listen to this. You're going to love it. How do you like that pressure? Um, oh, excuse me. I don't know if you caught that. I belched. Cut that out. How do I like that pressure? Uh, <laughs> Sounds like you like to relieve it by burping. <laughs> I probably don't react to it the way that I want people to react to my pressure of giving them the tip. I, I, I don't. 
it is a lot of pressure. You're right. And I probably, depending on how it's presented and who's presenting it, there have been several mixtapes I've received that I'll admit I've never listened to. Right. And that's and that's horrible. It crush you to know that it went the other way. Yeah. But it's, oh, and I know it's gone the other way. I know there are people that haven't listened to it. I, I actually, hear, you talk about selfish. Listen to this story. I had made a mixtape for uh, a new friend that I made at, at a, my new job when I first moved out to L.A. New I friend. got to know him pretty well, so I made him a mixtape, right? Like, actually, he was having, like, a party or something, and I was like, I'll make you a mixtape because I'm an asshole, and that's, I'm going to push myself on you that way. You're having a party that I'm not invited to. So I make him a mixtape. Um, I don't ask him about it. I assume he doesn't use it or doesn't listen to it, and that's fine. You assume It had that. to have been a year. Li- yeah, I just kind of figured, whatever. But I made the tape, and I found pleasure in making the tape, too. That's the thing, too. I enjoyed the time it took and the, and the process of making that tape for him. Gave it to him. Didn't hear anything. I doubt I pressured him because he was a newer friend. Probably a year later... He came up to me at work and was like, oh, man, I wanted to tell you we had some friends over and we we put some music on. I, I put your tape in. That's a fantastic tape. There's a lot of great stuff on there. And I was like, fuck, yeah, you asshole for not listening to it until a year later <laughs> in my head. I didn't say okay. that out loud. All right. But but uh, but yeah, I mean, that's I, I had that air of superiority. It's like, yes, I do know what I'm doing with mixtapes. <laughs> So. Right, and it's and it's it's almost shorthand now because of of books and movies like High Fidelity and things where it's like the it's I it does seem to be a single guy maybe gals too I, I'm just thinking you and I single person thing <laughs> yeah gals Jesus sorry um but but it, but you gals, know but, gals is fine you said guy guys but shouldn't it be dolls single dolls it should be dolls yeah. and it should be from now Malls. on malls what's a mall M O L L mall mall uh it's a it's i think it's a i don't know it's a doll but a specific doll maybe or a misspelling of doll i think it's a misspelling of doll but there there, there is this need <laughs> a mobster doll isn't that a doll that's in the mob like a like a ventriloquist mobster I doll of a mall of a mall a vol a vol i think I we're talking about vols now do you still make mixtapes for <laughs> other people of the gender you're attracted to because you're married, um, that's why I'm asking. I, y- yes. Is it a different weird process? I would. Oh, you would? I you haven't. haven't. Why haven't you? Honestly, honestly, because I don't have the time. I actually, just the other day, um, we had a band shirt day at work. God, what do you work to... in a middle school? You have band shirt day? <laughs> Under Every Thursday, Friday we have here's a theme. my flashlight. Name. We have a theme yeah. day. We've had, you know, sports days, movie days. Uh, Ooh, did you wear your favorite one sheet with the Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey poster on the front and then also on the back? So if the sun hits it, you can still see it. I did not wear that. Oh, that's fun. But I wore a band shirt and I didn't have a band shirt that fit because all of my concert shirts um, were from years ago and I am larger now. The one shirt that I had that fit was an Elephant Six logo shirt. And I don't know if you know Elephant Six. I do not. Collective... They're a collective, I guess they're a label, but they're more or less a collective of musicians who help each other put out their music. I'm not sure if it you includes, know what Elephant Six is, but okay. It includes the Apples in Stereo. I've heard of them. Of Montreal. Uh, I've heard um, of them. Sounds like I don't like this shirt. Uh, your favorite band. Your favorite band is, uh, oh shit, now I can't, uh, Neutral Milk Hotel. Uh, except for three songs. Uh. <laughs> they only have like eight. Yes. So it's not even half. It's not even half of their catalog that I like. <laughs> but so you wore this um, Elephants on Parade shirt. Yes. So I wore that. And she happened to be wearing an Of Montreal shirt. And so we were talking and I found her attractive and we were talking. But, you know, like you're saying, do you still make it for the opposite sex? And I immediately thought because she didn't re- she didn't know Beulah, which is another band in there. And she didn't know a couple other bands and she hadn't heard later stuff from the apples and stereo and so i immediately thought oh i'm gonna make her a mix i'm totally gonna make her a mix um and if i had the time i probably would have really there isn't something romantic in the inherent in making the mixed disc 
mixtape, whatever. For, for me, that mix, that mix, the intent of that mix would literally be just to make sure this person who already I th- feel has good taste in music listens to some other awesome songs that I feel are awesome that she hasn't heard yet. Why is that your business? Why is that your... It's not. Are you friends with her? No, just coworkers, not great friends. So what I, is I, that? And I guess it isn't the pool because you said you didn't wind up doing it, but it's only because of time. I'm saying this because I've been in, I think, a similar situation. Why, though? And we have to get the song three or album three in a minute, but I'm just like, why is that so important? Why is the thought, oh, if she likes this music, she's got to get more of this music from me? Why? Because, uh, because, I, because I really, for me, I really like that music. I really like sharing those songs. And that's two different things. You can like something and you can share, like sharing something. Those are two different things. I, I, I like it enough that I feel other people should hear it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'll hear something on the radio that everybody's listening to. And I'll be like, oh my God, that song is nothing compared to this song from the Long Winters. You know, or something. You have an obnoxious t-shirt collection. I don't think I would like listening to your <laughs> t-shirt collection. Probably not. But but that's you know it's like and and here's the thing too like I'm I'm name checking these bands they're not like super underground bands there's like I guess there's like you could consider there being levels of popularity and they're within this realm of known bands within you know a circle of of indie music lovers I guess um, so I'm not some sort of crazy underground music grabbing person um, that I was for like eight months I feel like. Well, no one just said you were. Why did you feel the need to make that clear? First of all, you are. I will, I'll add that you are, which is great, by the way. You're very good at music. <laughs> okay. But why make that distinction? What's, what's, what's in that? What's that pull? Uh, so what is that? Why did I have to make that distinction? Gosh, I don't know. I think because you had kind of prefaced your introduction to this topic with me being some sort of music guru. And I don't feel like I am. I, I feel like you're saying I am, but I don't feel like I am. I feel like if I were a music guru, I would be name checking really obscure things, really underground stuff. Here's, and I wasn't thinking this, but here's why I'm going to say, yeah, you're a music guru. You, this example of this, this person at work that you don't have time to make a, a, a playlist for. In that, and also in the place of playlist, you could t- say to them, hey, have you listened to, hey, you should check out, hey, these are some bands. Sure. But it's more important to you, for you to be the one who hands that to her especially in this day and age where you can tell someone like oh you haven't heard of the pizzicato five only because i couldn't think of any other band they can look it up on youtube and hear it right there you don't have to go get your what's up matador two disc compilation with the it's there's something about curating it for them there's something about that's the word yeah there's something about being the one that chooses the song because you know you could go and check out any of those bands and randomly pick a song but it might not be the right song you know, so you might be turned off by it, but like so that's snobby. That's that's your music snob. Yeah, I guess I guess it's snobby, but it's also it's like I think it's more helpful than snobby, which is a very snobby thing to say. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> let's move on to song three, album three, album three. Right? Why do I keep fucking doing that? Sorry, that's all right. What's what's coming to album three? Oh, did the last album? If, th- yeah. The last song yeah, was ahead. the one track you said, the track. That yeah, I you, did. Yeah, you did. I did. And we'll I'm go listening. back. I'll tell you the the one song I would tell people to listen to from Whatever and Ever Amen is Kate, the song Kate, just to cover that one. Sure. I mean, I don't think anyone's asking, but okay, that's fine. No, I wanted it. Well, we're because we're going to do it on the rest of them. So I'll, I, I I didn't want Ben Folds to be left out. I could cut the that next album. And put that. Oh yes, the next album <laughs> is the debut album from the band Gomez called Bring It On. So this is the band, I will say, and then let you speak, that I only know from you. I've never heard another person listens to Gomez. What is the name of the album? Bring It On. Were there six of these albums, four of which were on ABC Family before it became Freeform? <laughs> no. Okay. This came out before the Bring It On film franchise. They're films, um, not movies, right? Yes. So what? where did this album come into you? How did this album come into your life? This album came into my life um, one of the last... And I've talked about this before. Um, when I first got to college in Boston, uh, one of the first things I did was trying to find a radio station I liked. And I, I liked WBCN, which was an indie rock kind of radio station. And they played a lot of local music, but also just indie stuff. They'd have like a cool uh, 
uh, I think it was called Nocturnal Emissions Night Show. <laughs> was it really? Um, yeah. Probably Nocturnal Transmissions would be my guess is what it was called. Maybe it was that. Maybe it was that. Fuck. Yeah, it probably was. Um, but yeah, so I was listening to the radio uh, and rare that this came on. And I'm still surprised that this was on American radio. They're a British band. Um, but one of their songs came on. I believe it was Whippin' Piccadilly came on the radio. And I literally was feet away from our apartment. So this was when we were living together um, at Selkirk. Alston? I was feet away from our... Rock City, Massachusetts. <laughs> yeah. I was literally home where I would normally take the headset off, turn off the radio. But this song started and I kept walking. I walked past and kept listening and was just just enthralled with the style of music, which was folksy Brit pop, blues, electronica, sampling. It was a whole hodgepodge of sound, and I absolutely loved it. And I probably that weekend went out and got the album. So you found this in the most natural way possible. I, th- this I think this is probably the one I found most naturally, yeah. And you did go out and buy the album. So how did you get the title of the album, or you just had the title of the band? Um, I had the title. Of the, I had the name of the band. You did? Okay. Yeah. From, so yeah, that's part of the reason why I kept listening was like, please tell me who's, who this is. Please tell me who this is. And they had, had said this Gomez. And, did, and, so and it was their listen- debut album. So I knew it was the only thing I needed. Oh, okay. And you listen to this album a lot? Like I, I have mixed uh, memories. I'm confusing it with Built to Spill, another band. So you did. Uh, yeah. I listened to this one a lot. Um, shared it a lot. This, this is just one of those cool sounding albums that you, you like musically they're kind of all over the place there's just some straightforward pop songs but then most of them like you've got like drone kind of sound in it you know the beats just kind of linger some of the songs have like two or three different very distinct parts they could be separate songs but they just sort of blend together um yeah absolutely love now, it did you stick with them or is this the only album of theirs that you got no, I stuck with them. I, I have all of Gomez's albums. I think they have six or seven now. Um, I should still listen to them. Check that. Still listen to them. If they have when they have a new album coming out, I'm gonna. I definitely buy them. Like, in fact, um, each of these bands that are on this list are those bands that when they have a new album, I will buy it, even if it turns out to be not so great. You're oh, still yeah. buying albums. I still yeah CDs. I still buy CDs, and Do I you try to buy them at at. Uh, uh, no, but I have a tape player in my car, so I still listen to tapes, old tapes, um, and I I don't have a Walkman. I have an iPod, uh, so and and so my So how do you iPhone. listen to the albums you're buying? I will load them into the computer and okay. then load that onto my phone. So what's the need with having the album versus downloading the album? Oh, you know, that's just what I grew up with. That's mm-hmm. that's how I came to it. You know, and so I, I feel like sticking to it. I'm also not a fan of computer crashes and losing things. And, I and love so it's them, nice just okay. to have it there. So it's like if I ever lose it on my computer for what, whatever reason, right now it's all on an external drive. That could burn out, I guess. Um, and so I'll just always have it. Wait, those can burn and out? And I like the tactileness of it. Mm-hmm. External drives, yeah, be careful. Mm-hmm. Um, and now that I'm a, a dad... It's kind of cool to see my kids. You know, these are all, you know, on a large CD shelf that I uh, took from another friend of mine. He was done with it. And it's this huge thing that fits in our hallway. Um, The kids walk past these every day and something will catch their eye. They'll pull it out. They'll be bored. They'll they'll read it. They'll we'll grab something. It's like, hey, go grab a because we've got CD player in in, a, in the other car. So if we're gonna take the other car on a trip or something, I'll say, go grab a, a CD you want to listen to. For the longest time, my oldest would always grab a Rancid. She absolutely loved Rancid. Um, so still a little bit of ownership there. You want them to see your CD. Oh sure. Also, good job. Your kids are reading at ten. Awesome. That's awesome. I don't know what kids do. So what's what's um because I know we're closing in on some time here. Let's, I don't want to rush through this, but yeah. what's we're getting to the top two. So we've had uh, we had Ben Folds five, we had uh, Cotton Mather, we had what was the name of the uh, Gomez album? Gomez, uh, bring it <laughs> it's on. It's called Gomez. Gomez, bring it on. 
Um, what would be the track off of that you would tell people to listen to, our listeners? Oh, that's tough. That's tough. Um, well, Whippin' Piccadilly is probably that's what got you into the it. easy one to pick. Okay. Yeah, that's the one that got me into it, so i probably lean towards that. But um, Free to Run, Free to Run might be another huh. one, just because it's one of those songs that's that shifts gears. It starts out kind of this bluesy acoustic ballad thing and then it picks up midway and just has this great you know two minute i don't want to call it a jam but it's just this two minute breakdown at the end that that it's just it's a totally different song and so to hear that whole thing is pretty cool and i think pretty representative of of this album all right yeah i don't know this album i know the title again but i don't know the songs what is your second favorite or second to first, or was it number two on the list of five counting backwards? That's how we're doing it. That's how we say it. Yes. So number two is from a band you actually just mentioned that I listen to often. It's Built to Spill. Oh. And it and it's their second album, Nothing's Wrong with Love. Oh, it's not Keep It Like a Secret, which I think is one of the best album titles ever. It's not Keep It Like a Secret. That was one of the ones, because that's a 99 album. And so that was one of the ones where I was like, was it in the decade enough that I listened to it enough to consider it? But to be honest, I like this album more than To Keep It Like a Secret. So uh, this one was was actually the easier choice. How did you find this one? How did you come across Built the Spill? Um, I assume this is the first album of theirs you heard? Uh, I think I heard their third album, songs from their third album first, oh, okay. uh, which their, the name escapes me right now. What is Center of the Universe off of? Because I really knew that song for some reason. That's a great song, and it's it's off of Keep It Like a Secret. Oh, it is? Okay, so yeah. I didn't know them before that. And I did. I think I played Keep It Like a Secret a lot when we were living together because it came out in 99, and that's when we were living together in 2000. So I played it. I played. I probably played that one more than this one at the time. But what got um, you to this, this one, my, then? This is my favorite one. Um, I was in a chat room on AOL, of all places, <laughs> a music chat room. And you were really ahead of the curve the, on this internet in 1990-whatever. <laughs> no, I wasn't. But I don't know if you remember, in the chat rooms, you in your profile, you could kind of list stuff. And so people would go in if they wanted to. They could click on your name and, and read stuff. And so, you know, because I'm that guy, I basically just listed a bunch of bands that I was into. And one of the bands I listed was Modest Mouse. And some guy, as people do on the internet had some negative things to say about Modest Mouse and said that they're sellouts. Someday they'll be in a car commercial and later a Target commercial, <laughs> yeah. he said. And if you want, and that, and by the way, they said they were sellouts before they actually were sold out. Um, and I don't believe they've sold out. I just mean before they were in car commercials. Um, <laughs> in cars commercials. They said you should listen to Built to Spill instead. If you really want to, if you like that kind of music. Oh, so this was somebody challenging something you already liked with a band. Yes. And I took him up on it. I checked, I checked out Built This Is that film. your immediate reaction? Oh, I'll check it up. Or were you defensive internally? Because he's putting down a band you like. Yeah. No, I wasn't. I was honestly, I was sort of, that was my like defensive mechanism, I guess, was like, you're clearly being an asshole and trolling me, although I don't think trolling was the term at the time. I think it was time. called gnoming back uh, then. I think it was called Thomas the Gnoming. <laughs> Possibly. David the Gnoming. So so my reaction was, hey, thanks for the suggestion. You know what I mean? It's like kill him with kindness is what I was my approach. So I said, thanks for the suggestion. But at the same time, I made note of it. And then uh, I think I probably found the album or was able to listen to it at a listening station or something. Uh, but yeah, I, it was the perfect from now on was the album I heard first. That was their third album. And then I picked this one up uh, just because I, enjoyed, because I enjoyed that one. How are you with taking people's suggestions for albums? If somebody says, you've got to listen to this, what's your reaction? Um, I'm pretty good about it, I think. And it's different. I'm, I'm probably better at it now because, like you've said, you can sample it. You know, So it's like, oh, you're suggesting something? I can immediately listen to that. Whereas... Uh, in the mid-90s, if somebody would suggest something, and if I couldn't hear it right away, I might forget the name of the band, and so maybe I don't follow up on it. Um, but do you but need I'm, proof I'm usually... of their musical taste before you listen to them? No, like, you no, have to no. be like, like okay, do you judge them? I, I, generally, I have found that people will suggest a band 
to me based on what they know of my musical taste anyway. Um, you're going to love Space Hog. If somebody said you're going to love Space Hog. Well, they, I did love Space Hog. So I would have been, hey, you're right. I have those two albums. I think they only have two. Well, I think you only have two. They probably have three. I listened to a Space Hog song yesterday, in fact. It came up on my uh, on my iPhone. You know who appreciates that? Space Hog? Two of the four members of Space Hog, <laughs> yeah. But, um, so you will take it. So and this was an example of that. So you got it. All right. Yeah. Is this an album people know? Because people, Built to Spill was pretty big. Yeah, I think, I think Built to Spill. Do people know this album? Again, I think there's levels. Uh, Built to Spill, I don't think they're like a radio hit band, but people know this album. People who yeah, like pe- this kind of okay. music. Um, What's this kind of music? This album, I think I think a lot of people consider this album their like their classic album. Like if, if like all the others are, are great, but this is the one. That uh, mm. that you got to listen to if you if you only have one built to spill album, you have this one. It's I'm not sure if that's keep the case. It like a I secret, just... but you should have that one. <laughs> I feel that way. <clears throat> and what's a good track off of this one? Oh, there's so many. Okay, what's um, a bad track off of this one? Uh, maybe stabbed because right now it's the one song I can't think of how it goes in my head. Uh, that's but, a bad song if you're trying to I sing guess. along without but, the song. Um, car. I think Car is great. I think Big Dipper is great. Um, Dystopian Dream Girl is, oh, is probably I know that. the I one. I love that song. That's off. Yeah, of I was gonna say that's probably the one I put on most mixtapes. Okay, that's why I people. know. That's why I know them. That's fucking because song. of that song. Is that the song where he likes David Bowie? She or she likes yes. David? Yeah. No, I fucking love yeah. that song. And that was on a mixtape that you made me. And somehow I found Center of the Universe because of that mixtape. So that's. Thank you. Oh, that that that's a nice maneuver of yours. That's that's a p- mixtape paying off. Yeah, I love that song. Awesome. Cool. Uh, what's so big deal, everyone? We've gotten to number one. <laughs> yes, we've Again, gotten to number one. So for those of you who sat it out, uh, before we say what number one is, do you want? Is there anything you need to do to recap, prep it? I feel like I did talk through you a little bit. What, how are you feeling with how this is going? I think it's going well. Yeah. I think, you know, it just took a while for us to get rolling on it, but I, th- I think this is going okay. I, say I don't that think now, there's too much to recap. Yeah. <laughs> um, so was it, before we say what number one is, was it easy to decide what number one, without knowing what it is yet, what your uh, number one album would be? Because I think it, I know. It was, it was pretty, yeah, it was pretty easy. It was pretty simple. Yeah. There wasn't, the hard one. Did you one, try not to make it your number one? For a second. Because the hard one was that one that I cut. Uh, and I'll say what it was. It was uh, the Man Who by Travis, because oh, Travis, okay. Travis is now Travis. my yeah. Travis is now my is I would say Travis is my favorite band. Um, oh, and the Man really? Who because I would not have said that. I didn't know that. Well, at the time that we knew each other, it was probably this band, the number I know one you now. The number one, yeah. But uh, but so yeah, you Travis, chose them because it was too late, or didn't choose them because it was too late in your in the because it was too late in the nineties, and I felt like that was kind of unfair to the other albums. So for a but moment... Also, would you have liked it as much? That brings up an interesting point. Would you have liked it as much then as you like it now, if they're now your favorite band but weren't then? Or did you grow uh, into they, that album? They, 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 No, I absolutely love that album from the get-go. Um, and I enjoyed... I didn't get it on their list, but they did have an album from earlier in the 90s that I liked, their, their debut called Good Feeling. Um but this album was just a, a, a shift in their style, and it was just sincere and beautiful, and it hit me at just the perfect time, and it hit me, and I sh- this is talking about sharing music, I got to share this album with, with the person who eventually became my wife, so there's a lot into that album, which is why I was like, that maybe this should be on the list, and, and honestly, for a while, it was number one, and, and what number one is was number two, but... But then I did. I changed the rules a little bit and felt like it just wasn't around in the 90s enough to count. Did the person that you married walk down the aisle to a song off that album? Um, no, not off that album, but off of a B-side from a single from that album. Well, I opened up that question. Sorry. <laughs> if you want to talk about music music snobbiness. <laughs> right. All right. Well, see, seeing how that's not on the list, what is, or may I, can I venture a guess and then realize I'm probably wrong of what your number one album is? Is that rude? No, yeah, go ahead. Venture a guess. I'm probably going to get the title wrong because I'm trying to find it on my shelf right now because I think I have it. Is it um, the Oasis's 
What's the story, Morning Glory? Tim, you are half right because it is a tie for number one. Oh, this changes. Is all that allowed? The, you mean in this very official rendering of albums? Yes, it's allowed <laughs> today. Today it's allowed. I'm glad we recorded yes. today and not Saturday when it ceases to be allowed anymore. <laughs> Wow. Yes. So it's a tie. What's the story, Morning Glory? Yes, it's a tie. The first two Oasis albums. Oh. Um, then the no. The first being definitely Maybe, yeah. and the second being What's the Story, Morning Glory. What was the first one you heard? Um, well, here's why it's a tie. Okay. People know Oasis, right? People must know Oasis. They know fucking oh, people know what's, Oasis. The morning, yes. what's the Morning we Story, Glory. We don't have to explain to Oasis. Yeah. What's the Glory Hole? <laughs> this is why it's a Seminole, tie. Indiana. I... I went through a time in college, as I've stated, where I was gathering music. Like I was picking stuff out at listening stations. I was grabbing something because the the uh, the album cover looked cool. I had an album by a band called The Neilds because I really liked their album cover. But you had all of Rainbow's um, albums. And I turned out. <laughs> I had what? No. Um, but I I I bought definitely maybe at some point during that that time period of, of grabbing stuff. And I never really got to it. I had purchased so much and I was listening to so much. I probably had put it in and just didn't really pay attention to it among all the other things. Put it into like so a I CD heard player. Yeah. Yes. Um, so I heard definitely maybe first. And then during another bout of buying a lot of albums, um, I heard the song Roll With It playing over um, the speakers at, a, at one of the CZ stores. I think it was at HMV, maybe, oh. or possibly Sam Goody. I don't Are you know. positive it was HMV? <laughs> no, okay. I'm not positive. Um, and so I bought that album, too, because I was like, oh, that song sounds awesome. So I bought What's the Story Morning Glory. Then I got home and I was off listening to What's the Story Morning Glory. That was the song off of it that got you? Uh, Yeah. Huh. You don't like the song Roll With It? Well, I guess I'm wondering, you must have been ahead of the curve because the song that got me into I was into a them, little bit ahead of the yeah, curve. Yeah, okay. Keep, I was yeah. a little bit ahead of the curve. It was probably a month or so later that Wonderwall hit. Um, but I, I went home, or back to my dorm room, actually, uh, in the little building, and listened to What's the Story Morning Glory and realized I had this band's debut album. <laughs> And started listening to that again and just was overwhelmed with the, the music. And I absolutely loved it. It was, it was this Britpop sound that was new to me. Um, I had heard Blur, so I didn't realize that there was a thing between them until a little while later. But I had started to hear this Britpop sound and their music was just awesome. I loved it. Like, definitely maybe... You know, the songs Rock and Roll Star, Live Forever, Supersonic, uh, Cigarettes and Alcohol. It's just fun rock music. And at the time, and this has been said a lot, grunge was still very popular. And this was almost the antithesis of that. Not really, but you can make that easy comparison that, you know, grunge is all about downtroddenness. And this was music that was uplifting. This was about living forever and just hanging out and drinking and smoking and having a good time. Uh, and so it really just grabbed me um, once I actually sat down and realized I had it. Um, and then What's the Story Morning Glory, listening to it at the same time, is a softer album. It's more nuanced. It has ballads like Wonderwall, Don't Look Back in Anger, Cast No Shadow, She's Electric, but then it still has their, their Britpop rock stuff, Roll With It, uh, some might say Champagne Supernova, Morning Glory. And so it was just awesome to me. And the reason this is number one and the reason they became my favorite band beyond the fact that the music just was was great is that I was in this mode of discovering music and these, these two hit and Newberry Comics was good about importing British singles. And so as I started reading about it and I would search for stuff, I found that definitely maybe had four singles and what's the story morning glory already had two singles released. And so there was like all this other music to find. And on each of those singles, there were three new songs. So it's like an entire new album. If I can go out and get all these singles, which I 
took the time to do. And so for me, in this like, I don't know, two, three month period of me listening to this album and, and going out and searching for this stuff and then learning about the band and all this, this, yeah, took over my life. This album, these songs were just awesome. What I'm going to ask to make this episode work and to make the idea of ranking work, looking at these two albums, definitely, maybe, and what's the story, Morning Glory, I'm going to twist your arm with a little bit of incentive to pick one of them, because I'm uh, Like curious, I said, I struggled with this list, and there was a time where definitely, maybe, was the number one, mm-hmm. and what's the story, Morning Glory was the number two, and Ben Folds was kicked off the list. Uh, so why didn't you do two Oasis albums? Was it just for rhythm? You just wanted to make sure people knew you knew more than four <laughs> bands? Which, if you know Oasis, you know the Beatles, so that's five. Yeah, no, I, I did. I wanted there to be one other band. I wanted there to be a variety to the number of bands. So it's arbitrary. This list is arbitrary? I don't believe that. I hope that's it's not, not the arbitrary. case. It's not arbitrary. I mean, that's the list, but... So is it What's the Morning Story gl- Glory? Bory? What's Aurora Gorealis? What's the what Story <laughs> Morning Glory? Aurora Borealis. The, uh, Aurora Gorealis is another one I almost got on here. It was a Yeah, but a we'll, we'll do the almost on the list episode some other time. <laughs> so why that one? Because I think it's great. You have good reasons for both. Why what? Why definitely maybe? Oh, I thought you said why what the morning story glory. Wait, which one is your number one? Definitely maybe. Their debut. Did that just happen again? Did it switch again? No, no, no. <laughs> it is definitely maybe. You must so have misunderstood me because I... Morning yeah. glory is out. Is number two. If, if, so Ben if Folds 5 is twisted, out. Yeah, Folds 5 is out. So the list, so the first 30 minutes of this show are null and void. No, they're not, because it's a tie. There can be a tie for number one. There have been ties for Oscars. There have been ties for lots of things. Yeah, this isn't the Oscars. This is a little podcast <laughs> list making. And I... But definitely maybe would be your favorite. One. So, but, but either way, you're saying definitely maybe is your favorite Oasis album. Is that because it's not the one everybody has... Is that more so because not everybody's playing it in the dorms? So you don't have to hear it as much. You found it on your own. No, I think I just I, I just like the drive of it. It's it's more upbeat. It's it's got there's there's no ballads, and no. I probably that's probably why I do it. All right, that's that's probably why it gets the number one. Although there is there's one song at the end, but it's it's uh, not really a ballad. It's it's uh, more it of a kiss off holiday. No, that's uh, a. Bonus track on the vinyl of What's the Story, Morning Glory. Okay. All which right. I didn't have for the longest time. I had to get a bootleg. And a record player, probably. Well, no, I got a CD bootleg. Oh, yeah. It does sound better on the record. Mm-hmm. And that is my favorite Oasis song. Since you've spoken like it. a music snob. So that's your favorite. Okay. Do you still relate to any of these albums the same way you related to them in the 90s? Or is this nostalgia that you're going back to is this because of the 90s and wanting to relive the 90s that you go back to these albums i don't think so there are some albums not these there are some that i'll listen to and it'll be it'll be nostalgic and i want to listen to it because of of those memories these i think i've just lived with them for so long and played them so often that they're to me just they're they're constantly of the moment and maybe the the perspective changes a little, and maybe it is about what I used to do instead of what I could do, uh, but it's still there. I don't think it's nostalgia. I still relate to them on 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 maybe a new level, but or, or a different perspective. Uh, but I still relate to them. I still think I do. Oh, good. I know I'm, that's good because that's music's important, obviously. So I'm glad these things still hold some sway over you. I'm not sure how the numbering works now because <laughs> there's two OACs <laughs> in there, but good job, man. That's awesome. I hope it, I hope it wasn't too stressful hey. to put that together. No, it's, it was good. Just listening to music and, and remembering bands. It's like I, so many albums that I kept thinking of, maybe I should have put that on there. Um, and it just makes me think of those songs again that maybe I hadn't thought of in a while. Oh, great, man. Awesome. But that's, I think why this list became this list because that's the thing. It's like, for instance, uh, Weezer's Pinkerton album, I absolutely love, but I haven't listened to it in a while. Whereas these, I love and I've I continue to listen to. So I think that's why these these made it. So do you like Pinkerton because everybody had the blue album? Um, no, I had the blue album. Oh, you did because everybody also. had that album. I like Pinkerton. 
Oh my god, you had that album? I had that Everybody blue had album that album right next to their Alanis Morissette Jagged Little Pill and Sponge Rotting Pinata. I had I had that album next to your Alanis Morissette. Is that album. where that is? Because I don't have that album anymore. I don't have it. <laughs> oh, no. Maybe I'll get it. In time for my list of five Alanis Morissette albums I don't have anymore. And you can hear that next week on the next episode. 20th Century Popcast. <laughs> What's that? It's a weekly podcast. You're listening to it now. And if you want to listen to more of it, you can check us out at 20popcast.com. That's the main website. You'll find the latest episode up there uh, streaming, as well as links to all of our past episodes. You also find links um, if you want to subscribe to the show, get a, get a new episode every time it comes up. You can subscribe to us from there on uh, uh, what Apple Apple Podcasts, on Stitcher Radio, on Google Play. There's links right to those. I think you can also find us on uh, some other things that I should list as opposed to just making it vague. But, but yeah, please subscribe to the show if you like it. And if you do subscribe to it on Apple Podcasts, there's a way, there's a link. You can go to, to Apple Podcasts. You can drop a little review. You can rate us with some stars. We're asking that people do that because we're trying to gauge interest in the show. We're trying to gauge if people like the show. And selfishly, that kind of gets us noticed we can get a wider audience. So if you have five minutes to do that, greatly appreciated. Maybe we can even give you a shout out on the show or something. Or maybe on Twitter because, you know, we can contact people on Twitter. I'm on Twitter at uh, Subcultist. Bob, are you on Twitter knowing that the answer is yes? Yes. At R.H. Canning on Twitter. Um, yeah, and I don't know if this came through earlier, but I do still listen to my mixtapes and I'm writing about them. So if you enjoyed this conversation about music, maybe you also want to read about it, um, you can check out that blog, that mixtape blog, at superultramegamix.wordpress.com if, uh, if you care. Superultramegamix.wordpress.com? That's right. I feel like normally you would have said it a third time, but that's good. That's good. Um, did I cut you off? Did you have more to say? Did I talk right through? No, I, I, I felt I, like I, you wrapped it up no, well. No, that, that, was, that was, I was done there. All right. Well, well, thank you, listeners, for listening. This is kind of like our first kind of, in a way, it's to be continued. Yeah, not with any continue. drama. I'm, I'm, we got... I'm excited to hear what, uh, what you've got in store. And now maybe that you've heard... Five, oh. Now that you've heard what I, I, I'm expecting you maybe to have a tie for fifth, a tie for fourth, a tie for third. I think so. I think they'll all be the same album. I think I just, that one better than Ezra that's not the one that good is off of, man, I'm going to listen to that five times for next week. And you can listen to me talk about it. And you can listen to me talk about it. And you too. I'm saying this different directions as if when people listen to podcasts, they're standing in certain spots, but it's all coming through earbuds. So and that might, might, that didn't make sense. That made no sense. No sense there. But next week, sense, right? Um, do you have any closing words, Bob? Uh, I think I'll just say, bring it on. Ah, you know, I hate Kirsten Dunst. That's why I've never seen the movies, but I understand she's only in one. So yes, bring it on, people. Is a movie, people, that there's six of, and maybe a TV series? And a stage play? And a yeah, there is. I think there is a musical. RPG Broadway. card game? Broadway musical? Broadway musical, yeah. really? I, I think so. What do you think they closed to get that up there? Do you think they had to close Footloose to get Bring It On in there? Uh, possibly. Or the, that Spider-Man musical. Or Waiting for Godot. Or something by Aristophanes. <laughs> they probably had to close off some Aristophanes play that had been playing since before Fire was invented. So they could get their Bring It On musical in there. Um, tickets probably still available, right? So check your local uh, internet connection for that. And... Uh, Bring it on, people. We'll uh, we'll be back next week. Yes, you said bring it on. That's a good finale. <laughs>